Everybody, thank you for tuning in to the Ladies Promoting Transparent Advocacy Podcast. I am your podcast host, Shay Pate, and this tune is called Wonderful. So I thought it would be a good tune to start off my Wonderful Women Wednesday. Sit back as we celebrate a wonderful woman. Here we go, and enjoy the episode. guys i am so excited about this wonderful women wednesday and i as i mentioned on monday i want to connect the three episodes today i mean this week and so today our wonderful woman wednesday is an olympic champion and there were so many amazing things i found out about her i figured she was the perfect person and her name is sunisa lee and they call her sony and Celise, Sony Lee, we'll just call her Sony because that's what they call her. When she was in the Olympics, she was a high school graduate. And now she is already um, a college student, a freshman at Auburn. But I was really thinking about when I was talking about mental illness on Monday, how when Simone Biles stepped out of the competition, it allowed a lot of people to shine. And Sunny Lee is definitely one of the people I was talking about. But the thing that's so exciting about her is that she had a great um, Olympic background before we saw her in Tokyo. And she actually has um, won some different things Throughout, you know, a lot of people don't realize before they get to Olympics, there's a lot of different competitions that they participate in. And they said that she made her senior debut at the 2019 City of Chisola Trophy, helping Team USA to win a gold in the team final and individually winning gold in the all around. She won a silver and a bronze medal at the 2019 World Artistic Gymnastics Championship in Germany, and she helped the United States team take home gold. Well, I want to tell you that they say that this young lady is just so powerful and inspiring, and she is an expert in the uneven bars and performs one of the hardest routines, leaping and falling with elegance. And that's what I really, really was really happy to read when I was doing some research on her. But there is a lot of things about her. First, let me just talk about she was born in St. Paul, Minnesota. And, you know, St. Paul, as you know, has been in the news for the last two years. And um, I don't want to bring up all that. But, you know, coming from a city that was in the news, and then here you are being a born and raised residence it gave uh, St. Paul residents something really exciting to cheer about. You know, I was doing some research, and the thing that I was really loving about her is they were talking about her background and her culture and what part of culture she is a part of, and it's called the Hmong. And 
it was really, really a good, good, um, uh, it was an interview that they were talking about on access. They did an interview with people from the Hmong culture and Sinisa Lee, Sony, she is the first one that has been in the Olympics. And of course she did very well in the Olympics and I was really, really impressed of the, the pride that they had when they were talking about what the Hmong culture is about. And I want you guys to just look, I mean, excuse me, just listen. And this is a interview that I just recorded actually on my phone because I had no idea that um, she was from this culture. And I didn't know anything about the culture, but I was very, very proud of them talking about her being a member of it. It was cool. You know, I always try to go on different uh, media pages to find things regarding the people I'm talking about. And I found um, on YouTube where they were saying where she wins the Golden and Olympic gymnastics all around. Of course, this was a month ago, but it was on CBS Evening News. And I just want to hear, I want you guys to just hear this uh special episode on Sony Lee. We're going to turn now to the Summer Olympics, where the U.S. has extended its lead in the medal count with 38, followed by China with 31. 18-year-old gymnast Suni Lee from Minnesota grabbed today's headlines, bringing home the gold. And CBS's Jamie Yukis is in Tokyo. The 18-year-old Minnesota native was golden at the women's gymnastics all around. The pressure to perform grew after Simone Biles withdrew to focus on her mental health. Suni Lee stayed steady to become the fifth straight American to win the women's all-around event. This medal definitely means a lot to me because there was a point in time where I wanted to quit and I just didn't think I would ever get here. Back home, Lee's parents could not contain their excitement. It's been through rough time, good time, bad time, and it's just amazing for her to go this far and actually win the gold. Biles, the defending champion, watched from the stands after tweeting, The outpouring of love and support I've received has made me realize I'm more than my accomplishments and gymnastics, which I never truly believed before. Amy Borman coached Biles for 12 years. I think that's going to give a voice to a lot of young athletes to be able to say to their coaches, I'm not okay right now. When you look at somebody's legacy, isn't that a bigger part of her legacy at this point? Absolutely. When I was talking about earlier that I had saw a special about Sunny Lee and her family being what's called for in the Asian community as Hmongs, it was really interesting, and I'm going to play it. But I saw a Time article that was dated July 28, 2021, and they were talking about her when in March of 2019, day before her 16th birthday, and she was um, preparing herself for the upcoming Olympics. How she appeared on Three Mong TV and it's spelled with an H in the front of it. It's H M O N G. And the interesting part about this article, it's called, I mean, this is the title of it. Sinisa Lee is representing America in the Tokyo Olympics and the community America left behind. And then this special interview I saw, they were saying the same thing how America's really not recognizing them and they're a big community. And they said that Three Mong TV was one of the most popular language news shows in the Twin City, which is Minneapolis, where she's from. So it was really interesting that 
she is so inspiring for the people in her community, but a lot of people don't know about her community. So I want to play this uh, interview that I saw on Access. And like I said, it was really something I was just kind of going through the, um, the channels and I saw it. So I want you guys to listen to this and they're going to tell you all what it is to be Mong, Mong, I don't want to mispronounce anything, and how it made them feel when she won the Olympics medals. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm a little distracted. of um, inspirational story. We have a lot of educational stuff that we need to teach our communities. Cerise's hometown of St. Paul, Minnesota has the largest concentration of Hmong Americans in the country, more than 80,000. We have clinic, we have Hmong school, we have Hmong lawyer, Hmong doctors, we have Hmong business, we have Hmong mom. It's challenging, but like in a good way. Two years ago, when Sunisa was just an Olympic hopeful and not known outside this tight-knit community, Padi interviewed her and her family. I also know she would go far because she got the right parent to support her. And I did her story because I want to inspire other uh, young Hmong people that you can do something, you can become something. Like Sunisa's parents, Padi came to the U.S. as a refugee following the so-called secret war in Southeast Asia. During the Vietnam War, the CIA recruited tens of thousands of Hmong farmers to help stop the spread of communism. They were promised for, uh, to be taken care of if anything happened. So that promise wasn't kept? It was not kept, and so we had to flee for our life because uh, people started to get persecuted. We left on foot, overnight decision, and we moved to Thailand, and that's where we lived for a while. After pressure on the U.S. to live up to inside of the bargain, asylum was granted. Now, 90% of the ethnic group lives in the U.S. Once we came to America as refugee, we found out that nobody knew us. We are not in the history. Nobody knew about us. And yet, the Hmong community was never hiding. Does it feel a little weird that you're having to explain this stuff over and over again, in a way? I would say disrespected and abandonment. Our parents, our grandparents, has they have helped the Americans so much. And yet today, people still don't value the contribution. There's no official flag or homeland, but a whole lot of grit and soul. It literally means that I got your back, you got my back. And if not, who will? Uh, we do things as a group, we support each other. In the looting happened, I was probably 15 feet away. That support was right there when Rob Yang needed it. Last June, when the Twin Cities were wrecked by the civil unrest following the death of George Floyd, Rob's shoe stores were one of the many Hmong-owned businesses ransacked. Businesses which had already been suffering from the pandemic shutdown. And it symbolizes my American dream. My American dream. All the hard work that I, it's what I poured into my business. Following all that unrest, we saw an uptick in attacks on the Asian American community. Yeah, my wife, she really doesn't feel safe going to the grocery stores, you know, anymore by herself. Rob came to the U.S. when he was two. His family was part of the Hmong exodus from Southeast Asia. 
His father, one of the many recruited by the CIA. I remember my parents telling us that when we came to the U.S., we had less than a dollar to our name. You know, when I graduated from college, you know, my, my family's gift to me was $5,000. Just with a little bit of hope, a little bit of support from my family, hey, this is what I built. Even though Rob Storr, female, has faced setbacks, he's not deterred from trying to achieve his version of the American dream. I want to show my kids that you're going to have obstacles in life, and you can either lay, lay down or stand up and keep fighting. And, you know, and I'm going to show them that, you know, I'm going to keep fighting. You want to be long if you quit, right? At what point did you start to embrace your community and start to really feel proud of being Hmong? Once I started going to like these Hmong festivals, kind of learning more of the history of uh, the Hmong community and, and my people. What it all means today is an immense pride that Sunisa Lee, one of their own, and represents success for America as a whole. She symbolizes who we are and how it pays off. And her story is my story. Her story is my kid's story. We want to live the dream to have a job, to own a good house, to uh, have business. And so we're just like any other people. We share the same dream. And even though it might start with Sunisa Lee, it certainly doesn't end there. Exactly. There'll be more coming. There'll be more coming. So look out. Wow. I'm going to tell you something. I really and truly am proud that I had a chance to get some of it. Unfortunately. Um, it was very bad quality, and I apologize, but I still wanted to play it because I never heard of the Hmong community and how they were saying in this interview how they did so much for America and they were promised a lot that was not delivered and they feel abandoned. So I want you guys to check out, you know, I like to introduce things, cultures and cultures and cities and countries and just different things that the average um, news media don't really talk about. So go and look into the Hmong community. And as I mentioned, it's spelled H-M-O-N-G. And you could see why uh, they did a great uh, interview with um, Sinise, Sinisa Lee's family and the community because she is the first. And as an African-American, knowing how important it is being the first when it comes to your race and culture, that's um, that's a big deal. So I wanted to do this um, episode so you could see different parts of Sunise. Well, Suni, I'll call her that. I keep trying to say Sunisa, and I'm, I'm just, forgive me. But anyway, as I was doing research on her, I also saw when <clears throat> Auburn talked about her being... <laughs> On Dancing with the Stars. Now, I'm not a Dancing with the Stars fan personally, but I do watch it sometimes so I can see, you know, who's going to be on there and all that. But I did see that she is joining Dancing with the Stars. And I think that in itself says a lot because when you get to the point where you can be considered a celebrity, that's, that means a lot. So I want to just give her some shout outs for being on it. It's actually a 
30th season. So, you know, when you have certain numbers and anniversaries, it's a big deal. And it was funny because Us Magazine says, who is Suni Lee? Five things to know about the Olympian and Dancing with the Stars season 30 contestant. Wow. I like when they do stuff like this because I'm like, okay, they got a countdown of the things you need to know. So what are the five things we need to know? Number one, she's a highly decorated athlete, which, of course, we already knew that. <laughs> As the youngest person on the United States gymnastic team in Tokyo, Lee gained a major victory when she brought home a gold medal in the all-round competition and a bronze on the uneven bar. <laughs> That's number one. Number two, she has a little bit of dance experience. Lee has previously posted TikTok videos of her dancing with teammate Jordan Childs before confirming her gig on Dancing with the Stars, but the results weren't always a success. <laughs> That's funny. Number three, she is a first-generation Hmong American, which I just talked about. And um, I think that's something that those who are interested in Asian culture may want to look into. Number four, she almost quit gymnastics. She struggled to continue with the sport when the Olympics were postponed due to coronavirus. So I'm glad she didn't. And number five, as I mentioned, she plans to attend college while competing on Dancing with the Stars after committing to Auburn University in Alabama. As I said, she will do online courses while she trains for Dancing with the Stars and she will return back to school. I mean, excuse me, she will return in January 2022 to compete on the gymnastics team. So that's pretty cool to learn that about her. As I mentioned, the article, <clears throat> excuse me, the interview that I got on uh, Sunni Lee regarding the Hmong community was actually Access Hollywood. I had to go back and remember. But it was really cool that I found an interview that they did as well. And they're talking to her about Dancing with the Stars. And when I was reading literature on her, they say she kind of has a little bit of dancing background. But I thought, as I always do, I want you to hear in her own words. I'm feeling really good about it, actually. I mean, it's very difficult, but I think it's just going to be good to have a little change from gymnastics. And that's part of the reason why I wanted to do it, just to kind of have fun, let loose, and just be my own character. I feel like I kind of want to find myself, and I want to, I want other people to kind of see the real me, and not just gymnast Suni. Absolutely. And I mean, tell me a little bit more about that because you are coming off like such a victorious time at the Tokyo Olympics. Mm -hmm. So far, how does the training and rehearsing for Dancing with the Stars compare to gymnastics? Um, it's definitely a lot different because in gymnastics, I'm like competing and here I'm like performing. Like I have to work on my face expressions. I have to, it's more technique wise. Whereas gymnastics, I'm just like, okay, run fast, go hard. Like it's just like very different. Um, but I don't know. I've just been like working really hard I mean it's really hard because like I don't know how to dance so when I got paired with my partner he helped me a lot and I'm I think we're doing really good right now are you I'm just curious this is just kind of off the cuff are you allowed to tell us who your partner is yet mm -mm. 
No. <laughs> so tell me, I mean, you're, you just started school. Yes. This is such an exciting time. Literally, so many things happening at once. Tell me, how has that been so far, and how will you balance school with the It's been going really good. I mean, I'm kind of struggling a little bit with trying to find the balance between practice and school, but I think we're getting into a really good routine, and I'm working a lot with my coaches and the people at my school so that I can come up with like a good schedule um but I don't know it's just been crazy there's just been so much happening the past couple of weeks that it's like hard to take in that I won the Olympics or like I'm a college athlete or I'm on Dancing with the Stars like it's just crazy and I, I remember you told our very young Scott Evans mm -hmm. if you wouldn't if you weren't doing gymnastics you would be singing oh no did you take on <laughs> being a vocalist as a no right now I'm going into business marketing but I don't know if I'm gonna keep it because it's kind of boring so like <laughs> I'm gonna change it but <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, well uh, so Simone she actually I'm sure you know she actually gifted your dad yes a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. sweet of her. Um, tell me about kind of your reaction and thoughts about that um well first of all I love Simone I mean she is like a bigger sister to me and it's just amazing how she thinks of other people so much and it's just like somebody she's somebody that I look up to so when she did that it was just amazing and I know my dad's a really big fan so it meant a lot to him and it meant a lot to both of us because it's Simone you know she's an amazing person and, and yeah it just meant a lot <laughs> and I mean this season is stacked with stars so I'm curious out of everyone so far who has you maybe feeling number one the most starstruck and then who would you say is your biggest competition um I'd say I'm the most starstruck over Matt but just because I watched The Bachelor, but yeah, I've been talking to him while I've been here, so he's been really nice to me, and I'm just like, <laughs> but like, yeah, I really like him a lot. And then, what was the other question? Um, I don't know. I feel like everybody's been a really good dancer, so I feel like maybe JoJo, since she was a dancer. I mean, I feel like everybody's going to say that because she was a dancer, but yeah, I don't know. She's going to do really good. And I'm curious, I mean, just going back to Matt, I mean, obviously you're super young, but would you ever consider being on The Bachelorette? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> and, I mean, so we have a controversial name this season, Olivia Jade. Uh, uh -huh. but how shocked or, you know, surprised were you to learn about her participation? Um, I actually was really excited because in the past, I used to watch her YouTube videos all the time. I told her that, and it was just like, like I was a really big fan of her, so it was really cool to see her on the show. But I mean, like, I don't know, I'd never really paid attention to, like, whatever happened before that. So it was kind of just like, I was happy and I was excited for her. Fantastic. And then how, how, how have rehearsals been so far? Any lots of tears, any dance challenges? Tell me about that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> well, me and my partner, we tried, like, this stunt, and basically he, like, has to run towards me, and I, like, grab under, and I, like, fell on my head, but then I, like, got up, and he was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm a gymnast, like, this happens all the time. And he was like, no, like, are you okay? And I'm like, yes. But, um... It's been going pretty good. I mean, it's very difficult. I've never danced in heels. I've never danced, like, with a guy. So it's just very different. But it's going really good, and I'm really excited because our dance is, like, almost done right now. Oh, my God. Wait, so you've never been to prom or any of those, like, high school dances or anything? You've never danced with a guy, you said? Well, prom, we went with, like, 
just like our senior group and it w- wasn't a dance because of covid we just like went on like we had it at like a mall and like we went on rides and stuff so oh, nice. okay great and then before i let you go let's talk about the outfits because dancing with the stars is known for their uh-huh. sexy sultry and very sparkly outfits so how excited or maybe nervous are you about that aspect and how far are you willing to go to maybe show a little bit of skill? I'm excited, but I'm also very nervous. But at the same time, like in gymnastics, you're wearing a leotard, you're basically showing like your whole body. So I don't think it's going to be that different, but it's just like a lot more girlier and like sexy, like you were saying. But um, I don't know. I'm excited. It's just going to be like a really big crowd and on TV. So it's very different. I don't know if it's me <clears throat> or Access Hollywood, but. That interview, Access Hollywood, the guy asking the questions, I'm kind of confused of how the quality was so horrible. That's one of the things the pandemic has taught me during this um, podcast show, is no matter how how great my microphone or equipment may be, if the interviewers are having bad audio and then I'm recording it, it's like bad on top of bad, because that was a YouTube video of the interview. It was the exact same video, and you could tell the quality of her microphone against the quality of the person asking the questions. As a matter of fact, I couldn't even understand what the questions were most of the time. So the reason why I wanted to play the whole interview was because it talked about all the different things that we said um, that... I want, for my reasons for wanting to do this interview, talking about her community, being Hmong, talking about her being at Auburn, and talking about being on Dancing with the Stars. Now, it's so funny, because I always tell everybody, check your resources. Don't believe what I say. I give my sources at the end of every episode, so you can always check them, but... I did read something that said that she had dancing experience, but you heard from her own voice that she does not. And that's why I always try to find videos with the people talking in their own voice. But, excuse me, this is just a small episode on Sony Lee, but I wanted to talk about her as an individual, not just as an Olympic uh, medal, uh, excuse me, champion. This is, please forgive me. I don't know what's going on today. I didn't want to just put her out there as the Olympian champion because she's way more than that. And what they were talking about regarding Simone Biles, uh, Sony's dad fell off a ladder and he hurt his spinal cord. And he um, received a wheelchair. I'm sure it's an extra fancy wheelchair uh, supplied to him from Simone Biles. And they did it actually on the Today Show. I didn't go on and get the audio for that, but you can always Google that and check it out. So once again, those who criticize Simone for taking the bravery of getting out the Olympics, you saw that Sony Lee was a beneficiary of it, and I was also glad to see the friendship of their relationship where she bought her dad, uh, Simone bought Sony's dad a wheelchair. So I think that's amazing. And that's why I want to always bring situations that aren't talked about on everyday news and put them all together for my episodes. So as I said, I wanted to link all three episodes this week. So we're doing it with Simone, Sony, the Olympics, and Dancing with the Stars. And so Friday, our <laughs> our fantastic fellow Friday. We are going to wait until Friday to find out the third person this week I'm going to talk about. But as we, you always know, the goal is to just get the information out and just tell you something you may not know. 
Well, guys, this will end this episode. And I hope that the information that you received is inspiring, uplifting, and informative. As I always say, follow us on Twitter at Advocacy Ladies. That's capital A is in Advocacy, capital L is in Ladies. And you can follow us on many of the podcast apps. We are on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Pandora, Alexa TuneIn, and of course, my hosting podcast company, Podbean. If you have any questions or subjects you want us to look into, give us a call. We're at 404-855-7723. Or you can send us an email at podcasthostshaypate19 at gmail.com. And you know my favorite question is, what do you have to say? Thank you for listening.